Welcome to MTG Ectoplasm, your home for spirits and spirit decks in the world of Magic the Gathering. On this episode, I'm going to be talking about an interview about a control master. And fortunately, I asked a question and it was answered. I hope you're curious because this is going to be a really good episode. You know what? Let's get this thing started, shall we? Let's go. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me on this episode of MTG Ectoplasm. I'm your host, Dwight, a.k.a. DeBlanco, a medium that wears an extra, extra large. You can reach me on Twitter at MTG Ectoplasm, or you can email me at MTG Ectoplasm at gmail.com. I want to hear from you. Also, I have a website out there. Please check it out. MTG Ectoplasm.com. If you want to donate to the show, please do so. You can do that there. Or also, if you want to sponsor an episode, you can do that there. And I would gladly be appreciated. Now, let me say, let me sit there and say, I want to thank you, the listener, for joining me on this episode. I want to thank the hundreds and hundreds of you listening nationally and worldwide. That's right. Worldwide. We got new listeners this week from sweden i enjoy your meatballs and you know ikea yeah the furniture is not that bad i just you know i I suck putting it together you know what the pleasantries are over let me let me get to the uh meat potatoes right everybody wants to know what the hell i'm talking about about this control master what happens if you don't know if you're unaware? There's an individual named Nikachu MTG. He is a merfolk master. And the cool thing about him is he's, I consider him uh, a mentor. He's the one who's been guiding me through uh, trying to pre- make a very good podcast for you to listen to. And uh, I ask him 101 questions and he's always there listening. And I want to say thank you to him, first of all. If you're listening to the show, thank you, sir, for doing so. Now, he has a show Monday through Friday in the morning, 10 p.m. Eastern. Now, he's Canadian, so it's 9 o'clock Central or something. But for me, I live on the East Coast in Jersey, 10 o'clock p.m. Sorry, 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern. And it's called Coffee and MTG. Now, the cool thing about the show, he brings he brings in guests here and there, and he asks you, uh, the people viewing, to ask questions. You're, you're more than welcome to ask questions. You know, he is a Merfolk master, but he is very familiar with decks out there. Uh, he will look at your deck and go, eh, you know, you may want to tweak it here or there. And, uh, you know, he, he gives great, great information about modern format, and he does believe that Pioneer will eventually come back. Now, on Friday, he had an individual, a guest, who is a control deck 
master. This individual has been running a white blue control deck and decided to go white blue black Esper. This gentleman's name is TSP Yendrick. It's actually spelled TSP J E N D R E K, Yendrick, but he pronounces Yendrick, so I will pronounce him pronounce it TSP Yendrick. Now, I was fortunate to ask a question. Now, I don't want you, the listening audience, taking this the wrong way. I'm not calling the guy out. I'm not saying anything bad about this this individual, okay? I think he provides great information for those who want to play control and believe in control decks. This individual... This master of control has been winning and been kicking ass thoroughly in modern. Okay, I'm telling you the truth here. This guy, hands down, is basically taking names and kicking ass. So, he, you know, the way he says things, if you go back and watch this video, on Nikachu's uh, live stream, or he calls it streams, uh, another channel he has. It, it, it may come across being dismissive, but he's a master. He's kicking ass left and right. He doesn't give a damn who he faces. He's just kicking ass. And that's what I expect from all of you. I want you to sit there, and when you sit there and finish shuffling your deck and you're ready to go, you're looking the opponent in the eyes and going, man, I, I'm just going to take your lunch money. I'm just going to just beat the hell out of you today. You know what? Thank you for showing up and proving that, you know, my deck is superior over you and that I have lady luck on my side and that I'm a very skillful player. That's what I'm hoping. I mean, I know this, this, what I'm saying is coming across very arrogant and cocky. Okay. But I'm an only child and that's how I was raised. You know, that, that's what my therapist says. I'm joking. I don't have a therapist. So this was the question asked. Oh, you know what? Let me preface this first before I tell you the question. I knew how this individual was going to ask this question. So I formulated this question in a particular way because I wanted to hear more from him and I wanted to understand his thought press process behind it, okay? The question is, how do you feel about the matchup against spirits and which spirit creature is a problem with control decks? This is what TSP Yendrik said. The biggest problem for control decks is not a spirit, but it's the Aether Vial. Yep, you heard that right, ladies and gentlemen. It's not a spirit. It is the Aether Vial. Now, if you were here, if you were listening to last week's episode, I broke down the Aether Vial. 
And if you remember listening to that episode, that show, there are three key facts about the ether vial that pisses off people like this. Number one, ready? Number one, virtual mana. Number two, flash. Number three, cannot be countered. All those three things piss off control players. Not just him, every single control player. That pisses them off. Why? Because as soon as the Aether Vile hits the board on turn one, you're already basically in the lead. Because by turn two, you already have two mana on the battlefield and you have one stored in the Aether Vile so you can play uh, a Mausoleum Wanderer or a, a Spectral Sailor. That bothers them. Why? Because you can put a Muslim Wanderer or a Spectral Sailor into play with Flash. I, I understand Spectral Sailor already has Flash, but you can put it at the in the play at the end of their turn, and they cannot counter it. That's the piece that most people miss. They cannot counter it, and that bothers them. Bothers them to no end. So I want you to remember, the biggest problem for what this individual said T.S.P. Yendrik. The biggest problem for control decks is not a spirit, but it's the Aether Vial. The next thing he said was, I believe spirits has always been a good matchup against spirits. Well, you know what? It takes a lot for a master to come out and blatantly say something like this. It's courageous. I, I honestly think, and I want to salute and you know say, you know what, TSP Yendrik knows his deck. He realizes that his deck is at a complete disadvantage to spirits. Not only because of the Aether Vial, we have Cavern of Souls. Okay, it may not be able to put our creatures in the battlefield with Flash. Okay, it does not store that extra virtual mana like the Aether Vial. But guess what they can't do, ladies and gentlemen? That's right, they cannot counter our creature. Now, I run a deck very comparable to Dr. Queller. Very comparable to Dr. Queller. There's only like two creatures that I don't put in and I have two Path the Exiles in there. That's, that's just my personal preference. Other than that, I'm running basically the same package as he is. I'm running three Cavern of Souls in my deck. And you know what? Three Cavern of Souls, four Aether Vile makes a very, very unhappy control player. Basically, I, I want you to think about this. You play, just hypothetically, you play Cavern of Souls, you say Spirits, on turn one, you tap it, and then put Aether Vile on the battlefield. 
What do you think is running in that guy's head, that individual's head, that control player? What do you think, what, he's, what that individual's thinking? Tell me. I'm here. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. That's right. He's, that individual's looking at that, his cards in his hands. He's looking at his deck, or he or she's looking at his deck and going, Yep. Yep. That, that, that's, that's the thought process. How wonderful that's it's like like oh it's it's wonderful it's like coming out of the shower after being dirty and filthy and grimy all day and just going i feel clean i feel cleansed that, that that's that's how beautiful it is cavernous souls eat the vial against the control deck just about doing that on turn one oh it's gonna be like it's our game one turn one game one Man, just oh man, I, I I'm smiling ear to ear. Let me just tell you, but that's got to be rough. Now, this individual, this control deck master, did say something that I admit pissed me off. But I'm not calling him out. Not saying he's wrong because you know what, he is. Right. That's the worst part. It pissed me off that he was right. And this is what he said. I believe spirits are only good if you draw an ether vial on turn one. You have to master on drawing your card to make sure you have an ether vial in your hand. I believe spirits have the highest delta with the uh with vile draws and non-draws now you're gonna go dwight what the hell does that mean the highest delta what are you talking about what tsp yendrick is saying is very just just it it makes tons of sense because the ether vial comes on on turn one and because each turn we can uptick the eighth of aisle, it puts us at a higher advantage. If we do not have an eighth of aisle, we don't have that virtual mana to play. We don't have that virtual mana to play to sit there and put a creature on the board state to sit there and get ahead of that deck. He is hoping that if we don't have an Aether Vial, we fall behind and can't do anything. We cannot respond. That's what he's hoping for. He believes, hands down, control can beat spirits if, if the spirit player, that spirit pilot, does not have an Aether Vial on the board. He believes that he has the advantage. You know what? He may be right. It may be a hard pill for me to swallow, but he may be right. But I'm an arrogant, cocky son of a bitch. That arrogance, it's really hard for me to go, you know, I, 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 I hate to share this, but I'm an old school guy, very old school guy. And I used to watch a lot of wrestling back in the day. 
And there was this gentleman. He was named Bret Hart, Canadian. And he used to say this one thing. I'm the best there is, the best there was, the best there's ever going to be. That's a motto I live by every day. Realistically, I'm not the best there is. Realistically, I'm not the best there was. Realistically, I'm not the best there's ever going there ever has been. But my goal day to day when I wake up in the morning is to be the best I I personally can be that day. That I'm better than I was yesterday and today's Dwight is better than every other Dwight that preceded me that day or preceded my past. And when I hear Yendrik, and this is not me calling him out, okay? He's a nice, wonderful individual. But I want to go toe-to-toe with this guy. I want to take my, I want to get my, my spirits deck, my Azorius, beautiful Azorius deck, and go one-to-one on him, 1v1. Because I want to prove to him spirits is the best deck in magic. No matter what format, I believe spirits, hands down, is the best deck in modern. He knows he that spirits has the advantage. I want to prove it. I like. I want to take out my ether vials single handedly. Just go. Nope. No ether vials. I'll put in something else, and I want to wreck you. But realistically, he does have a point. Why? Why does Yendrik? Why? He, why is he correct? And he has a point here. It's because of this. Because. It's difficult for us to sit there and flash in a selfless spirit. It is very difficult for us to do that when a supreme verdict is cast. It can't be done. And if our man has tapped out and a supreme verdict is cast, you know what? That spell color we have in our hand ain't going to do nothing. That's right. He's hoping that we don't have that Aether Vial there. He's praying that we don't have that Aether Vial anywhere near three or two because the fact of the selfless spirit or the uh, spell queller. Because he knows, hands down, any board wipe that he tries to do ain't never going to happen. But he knows, quote unquote, every spirit, if you have an eighth of vial, is good because of the instant speed and can't be countered. They can wreck you. Let me repeat that again. Every spirit is good if you use your eighth of vial. Instant speed and can't be countered. Quote, end quote, they can wreck you. They as you, you, the spirit pilot listening to me right now, can wreck a master like TSP Yendrik if you have an eighth of hell because he's scared to death of it. Now, he ended up answering the next part of the question I had. Which spirit creature 
is a problem with control decks. And he says this. Spell Queller, Selfless Spirit, and Mausoleum Wanderer. Why? Think about it. He's scared to death of the Spell Queller because it stops him from casting the spells that are affecting our board state. That's right. It, our Spell Queller affects them mentally. We live free in their mind. That Spell Queller does. Because whatever they're trying to do against us, no, 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 no. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. The selfless spirit. Why, why, does he, why is he bothered by the selfless spirit? Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. They're running a supreme verdict. I'm, I'm going to share the deck list with you. I'm going to put it online. As soon as this, this, this episode gets posted, I'm going to put it right directly underneath it. And I'm going to I'm going to break down the deck too here because they have one a spring verdict one in the main and one in the sideboard. And there's a reason why they want to wipe your board because they're scared to death of what all, all these spirits are going to do. And if you have a Lord coming up like God, they, they're scared. They're literally petrified of you. And then Mausoleum Wanderer. Why Muslim wonder? Because if they cast something that's going to target one of your creatures, like say a lord or a spell caller that you, you end up removing something, hell, if you sit there and use your skyclave apparition to get rid of uh, something that's on the board state, they're going to want to get rid of that. They don't want you to have creatures on the board. When I share you share with you this deck, you're going to understand why they don't want a single creature on the board. Zero creatures, they win. You have a minimum one or two, you have the edge. You have the victory. That's why they're scared to death of your Aether Vial. And they should definitely be scared to death of that Cavern of Souls. Just saying. Just saying. Now, later on, they were asked about another creature. They were asked about Unsettled Mariner. Now, you're going to go, Dwight, what the hell do I care about Unsettled Mariner? Unsettled, Unsettled Mariner hasn't been in our sideboard or in the main deck in over a year. It, it was cute when it came out in Modern Masters. We thought it could do something because it was, what, a shapeshifter? But no, it, it, it did nothing. This is what he said, okay? I, 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 I'm, 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 you know, breaking it down. Basically, he's afraid to death that you pair this with the Mausoleum Wanderer. He's scared that if you, as a, he, he basically, his spirits have uh, a Mausoleum Wanderer and, and a uh, Unsettled Mariner, that's real problems. Why? Because he wants to target all your creatures. So, basically... Oh, he wants to target your creature? Oh, he has to pay one. And then you play, you have the mausoleum water. You sacrifice that? Oh, no, he has to pay another one, so he has to pay two? That sucks. He's getting taxed. Just imagine you. You go to McDonald's. Oh, I, I order for the dollar menu. I want a burger or a fry and a drink for a dollar each, right? You get to the, uh, the, to the cashier, and they're like, uh, that's $10. 
No, 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 no. I ordered three things from the dollar menu. That's three bucks. Oh, no, 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 sir. There's a tax. What? Now go pound sand. That's what unsettled mariner is telling unsettled mariner and and Muslim wanderers is telling these control decks pound sand. But what I find funny, hysterical is that he forgot about two other cards that are going to tell him to pound sand. Two glorious cards that he forgot about. The first one, obviously, is Drug School Captain. Why? Because it gives all, every single one of your creatures, with the exception of himself, hexproof. And then the glorious, wonderful Rattle Chains. Why? Because, oh, I'm going to give this target spirit hexproof. And you know what? I'm going to give all my other spirits that are in my delicious hand. That's right. They're going to have flash now. And because I have a Cavern of Souls, guess what? They're going to come in one, two, three, and there's nothing you can do about it. Mm. So we get two of the three from the Aether Vial. Or a what two out of three, what the Aether Vial can do, with the exception of the virtual mana. Flash, and cannot be countered. Now, I want to break down. I want to break down this Esper Control deck that has been kicking ass in Modern. All right? I'm going to break it down card by card. They're running four Snapcaster Mages. Now you're going to go to every control deck on four Snapcaster Mages. Hello, guys. This, this is control. That's what they do. Now, they're running four Planeswalkers. It surprised me. I was like, okay. Now they're running Teferi. You go, oh, wait, of course, white, blue. Of course they're running Teferi Time Raveler. No, 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 no. Uh, Teferi Time Raveler, ladies and gentlemen, is in the sideboard. What? Yeah. Teferi Time Raveler is in the sideboard. The one that's in the main, two of them, is Teferi Hero of Dominaria. Mm-hmm, that's right. Teferi Hero of Dominaria. The three generic mana, one white and one blue. You know what that means, ladies and gentlemen? We can't touch it, unfortunately, because what? That's right. Uh, Spell Queller mm -mm, can't remove it from the game. Neither can Skyclave Apparition because both of those cards are four or less. So we're screwed. We have to get this creature. We have to get to this planeswalker. This is I to me. I'm telling you, this is their win condition. This cre- this this planeswalker. Now you're gonna go toy. Come on now. How is this a win condition? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you're aware, but the ultimate Alteferi hero of Dominaria is lethal. You heard that right. It is lethal. Why? Because whenever you draw, when, sorry, whenever they draw a card, they get to exile a permanent. Permanent. Now you're going to go, well, who's permanent? 
Are you talking about my permanent? No, I'm going to read it, quote unquote. It's a minus eight. Now, Teferi comes in with a plus four. You get an emblem with whenever you draw a card, exile, target permanent, and opponent controls. You're going to, you know, well, how many cards are they drawing? This is a control deck. Control really doesn't draw cards. Well, ladies and gentlemen, they're running two Jace the Mind Sculptors. Mm, last time I checked, Jace can draw cards and bounce things and does a whole bunch of other shenanigans cause that Jace does, right? Yep. Now, that's four creatures, four Painswalkers, and I'm telling you that Teferi, it's their win condition. Now I'm going to get to their 27 spells. That's right, 27 spells. They're running four Fatal Push. Okay, that sucks. That affects our creatures. They're running four Ops. Draw a card and what? That's right. They get to Scry. One Spell Snare. They get to have a Eliminate, another creature destruction. Logic Knock, a counter. Mana Leak. They're running three of those. Now, they're running two Force and Negations. Now, I'm going to bring down these two, these two cards together and explain to you. They're running two Archmage's Charms and three Esper Charms. Now, I, the reason why I'm letting you know about these two cards is they're using these primarily to draw cards. Draw cards means it works with Tefiri and we're losing permanence. But be aware. Note, note, hint, hint, wink, wink. Esper Charm can have us discard two cards from our hand. So, say if you do have that selfless spirit, Say, if you do have that spell queller in your hand, not good. You better put it on the battlefield quickly. Just imagine you have that drug school captain in your hand. Pump up your guys to hurry up and smash the fury in the face. And they get it and goes into the graveyard. Well, I hope you were packing those Moreland haunts. That's all I got to say about that. So just be away, aware that Ar, uh, Archmage's Charm and Esper Charms primarily draw a card, but be aware of what Esper Charm can do. Now, they're also running to Kaya's Guile. That's right, Kaya's Guile. Now, I'm bringing this up because they can do two of these spells at the same time or two different modes. Well, more than likely, what they're going to have us do is sacrifice a creature, why? Because they don't want to beat the fairy up. And also, create a 1-1 one, one creature token. Uh, sorry, here we go. Creature 1-1 one, one spirit token with flying so they can block. That's more than likely what they're going to do with that. They, they want to make sure they eliminate our creatures. And Kaya's Gal does a good job of it. Next thing you know, they have three cryptic commands. 
We all know what Cryptic Command does, but more card drawing, countering, oh, and tapping all our creatures so we can attack. And then finally, one Supreme Verdict in the main. Why board wipe? Because they're scared to death of all our creatures. Now, the lands. They're running 25 lands. They're running one Castle Ventress, one uh, Drowned Catacombs, one Godless Shrine, one Hollowed Fountain, three Islands, two Mystic Gates, one Plains, four Polluted Delta, one River of Tears. Tears, Jesus. Who runs River of Tears? That brings a tear to my anyone who plays that card. Hell, why isn't he running like the BS port, the port town? Okay, he's also running a sunken ruins, uh, a one swamp and two watery grave. Okay, so we see here what's going on. This deck is built for destroying creatures, drawing cards, so he can destroy our permanents. Now in the sideboard, okay, 15 cards on the sideboard, obviously. He's running one field of ruin. Now, I don't like this card. It bothers me because of the fact that I love my cavernous souls. Well, it also affects me too because if he's going to destroy all my creatures, guess what I'd like to run and have in my uh, on the battlefield too? Moreland Hunt. Thank God I'm running two. So I'm telling you, I'm me personally, I'm running two. It's up to you. You can choose to run, run, run one, but I prefer two. Just beware one field of ruin. Now, a couple cards that don't make a difference to us. Uh, he's running two Aether Gusts and two Celestial Purge. Meh. One Dovin's Veto. Well, I hate to tell you, if we're using our Cavernous Souls or Aetheval, that don't mean nothing to us. One Elimination. Again, more creature destruction. One Force of Negation. More countering. Two Kaya's Guile in the sideboard. So, do not be surprised if we end up seeing more of this card in the main after we kick their ass first game. Then they're running one Mystic Dispute, obviously blue against blue. Running at one Supreme Verdict, not surprised. And then remember, they're running two Teferi Time Raveler in the sideboard. Well, ladies and gentlemen, do not be surprised if we ended up seeing that uh, played against us because of the fact that it slows down our Flash creatures. Yep, it affects our Flash creatures, but we can get it with... The, the you know uh skyclave apparition we can get it with uh spell queller or we can just punch it in the face okay i'm not really I, it bothers me that that card's there but I, I think we can handle it and then last but not least monastery mentor monastery mentor sorry he's running one of them now I'm going to be honest with you, ladies and gentlemen. I don't like creatures that make creatures and then bolster them up through prowess. Not a fan of it. I don't like it. I, it's, uh, can we get around? Can we beat it? Yeah. But you can consider 
their deck plays a lot of spells and because they're doing that it makes them multiply and humans because this is a human i consider them viruses and they spread and that's what this card does i don't like this card am i overly concerned no but it is something to keep an eye out on so let's go back shall we let's go back here in my hands my script i asked t you know i asked a question through my friend nikachu mtg please check him out on youtube he asked a question to the control deck master running esper how do you feel about the matchup against spirits and which spirit creatures is a problem with control decks? Remember what he said, ladies and gentlemen. Spirits has the advantage. Spirits has the advantage here. If you're going to play against control, make sure you have an eighth vial in hand. I'm not saying it's a moral imperative. It, it's... It's like a slight rule, but, you know, if if you got to keep it milling and milling and, you know, like a mulligan, sorry, mulligan, uh, it may not be worth it. But understand, if you have an Aethervile in your hand and you have two mana or one mana where you can play a creature on turn two, you have the advantage. Take advantage of it and beat them. Beat them, beat them, beat them. Make them realize understand one simple fact spirits is the best deck remember spell queller lives in their minds whenever they see spirits they're scared to death of spell queller they don't like your selfless spirit because whenever you try to whenever they try to remove our creatures from the game or uh, out and out destroy they can't do it because selfless spirit gives us indestructibility they don't like our Muslim Wanderer. Why? Because we can interact with them and we can counter whatever they're trying to counter. You want to control my board state? No, 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 no. Mr. Control Guy, you will not control me. I will control you and I will control your thought process. I run the show here. I, I, the spirit master. I, the spirit pilot. I, running this deck will kick your ass today. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what I'm asking you. I want you to look deep in your heart and realize one thing. You see a controlled deck, guess what? Don't get out, don't get arrogant and cocky. But no one thing. You have the advantage. And I don't care if it's a pro tour player in front of you or Sally or Jack in front of you who you've been friends with, with for years. You have the advantage. Kick their ass. Make sure their life total goes down to zero. Now that being said, it's time for the shout out section. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm shouting out the best of the best, the cream of the crop, the creme de la creme. And you know what? I'm going to start in Legacy. There is a player right now who's using Azorius, 
and they keep getting in the top four. And they've been getting in the top four for the last two months. Now, I'm not going to say your name. I'm not going to say your full name. But Fran, Fran, if you're listening, I believe in you. Everybody else in the spirit community believes in you, Fran. I want you, the next time you play, I want you to remember me telling you this. We believe in you. Go out there and kick ass, Fran. Okay? Now, this is the first. I'm happy about it. I I have never done this before. In historic, holy crap, historic. First place with a mono blue build in a Mage Super Series number nine, Michael Nolan. Michael Nolan, congratulations. Thank you, thank you for kicking ass in historic. Now, in Pioneer. March 25th, this individual won 5-0 in an MTGO Pioneer League with an Azorius build. And I'm going to butcher your name. Just letting you know, I'm definitely going to butcher your name. But I'm going to try to pronounce it. Hyriu. Hyriu. H-Y-R-I-U-U. Hyriu. Congratulations for kicking ass. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, in modern, March 26th, this individual won 5-0 MTGO Modern League with an Azorius belt. You know what? This individual is the pillar. He is the icon. He is the individual that keeps on kicking ass left and right. He walks in and says, I don't have any bubble gum, and I'm here to kick ass. I, I don't, you know what? Forget all the tropes. You know what? Just give me the goddamn trophy. Okay? He is the master of masters. He's the true spirit master in my eyes. You know, I'm not besmirching any other spirit master here. But this individual has been rocking it left and right. Dr. Queller. Dr. Queller, you know what? Take a bow, my man. Take a bow. Kicking ass left and right. Holy crap. I need to interview you, dude. Really. If you listen to this podcast, please reach out to me. Please. I think the rest of my listening audience, the hundreds and hundreds listening worldwide, and thanks to Sweden now listening as well, they want to hear from you. They want to hear your voice. They want to hear your thoughts, your ideas, your principles, your values. They want to know what it takes to sit there and kick ass like you do week in and week out in modern. You know what, ladies and gentlemen? Come to that time. That's right. That's right. Come to that time. You can reach out to me on Twitter, MTG Ectoplasm, or email me, MTG Ectoplasm at gmail.com. And finally, I have my website. Please check it out. mtgectoplasm.com. You can donate. Please do. Or if you want to sponsor an episode, you can do that there. Anything you do, I would gladly be appreciated. Ladies and gentlemen, I got nothing more to say. I'm tired. I need to go to sleep. I think I passed my bedtime. I'm out of here. Good night, everybody.